Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I want to speak with the leader of... Sinn Féin and the leader of the opposition, uh, Mary Lou MacDonald, who, who joins me uh, for a chat for a while. Good morning, Mary Lou. Good morning, PJ, and can I wish you well in your endeavours to be on Love Island, broadcasting oh, on all frequencies. Absolutely. I can see it in my mind's eye now. With my lottery win and, and my friends <laughs> and nothing to do with trying to get Good mixed you. up with anybody. <laughs> Mary Lou, you're in Cork tonight, um, and you have a number of event, events on in Cork, but you're coming down to... Pay respects and and to um, to a couple of party luminaries. Absolutely, um, I'll be in in the Rochestown Hotel this evening to pay homage to Angela Royer and, and Thomas Golly, uh, as he's called Flynn. So I'm down to uh, to acknowledge uh, both of those, both stalwarts of uh, Sinn Fein and activism uh, in Cork. And on on the on my trip, I'm. Uh, earlier in the day, taking the opportunity to meet with the Traveller Visibility Network, which I'm I'm really excited to to, to meet with them um, again, to check in with them. An incredible organisation, incredible activism amongst Traveller citizens, women in particular, although the community as a whole. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I will also be uh, stopping in to uh, talk with DP Energy, to talk about renewables, to talk about um, uh, offshore uh, potential, to talk about uh, JP, which PJ, what I believe is is the big, one of the big opportunities that faces our island uh, over the next decade, which is the prospect of energy independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, green, clean energy um, and Ireland, I hope uh, and I believe as a, a clean energy exporter. So mm. b- big things there. So I'm looking forward to those events. But mm. then we have the, the evening event also. And I'm I'm trying now to get out uh, a little bit more out and about across the country. As your listeners know, COVID kind of stopped all of us in our tracks. But I'm very, very conscious that, you know, life has moved on. COVID now is still with us, but now in a controlled way uh, as people are immunized and boosted mm-hmm. uh, and so on. And um, the appetite for political change is still there and the pressures that people are under are really immense in these times. So I'm looking forward to meeting people and and hearing from them. I wanted to discuss that for a few minutes, the the pressures that people are under, because if you look at your newspapers this morning and the Irish Daily Mail in particular, an onslaught on the cost of living. Petrol continues to soar in price as a result of which pretty much every standard goods and set of goods and services is going up food is going up now the mortgages are going to go up because of the european central bank the government tell us they will do more in the budget you want a mini budget what would that achieve well look um 
let me first of all acknowledge that this is a very, very difficult situation for, for families, for workers, for businesses, for society at large. And let me also acknowledge the government can't chase everything. They, they can't change the facts of conflict in Ukraine, of the, the, the Russian bombardment of that uh, an invasion of that territory, no more than they could wish COVID away. So we're very real uh, about that. But what we also know is that the government, whilst they can't do everything, they can do a lot more than they have been prepared to do. And, and one of the ironies of, of this spike in fuel prices, and I think it's captured this morning, as you say, in the Daily Mail, is that on the one hand, you have a bombardment um, of families and, and, and the cost of living spiking, but it has meant uh, a boom for the exchequer. We've said to the government from the get-go that there's a couple of fundamentals that they need to address, and it is our belief that they should do it, not in a piecemeal way, mm. but that, in fact, <coughs> we need a mini-budget. Yeah, like, and we we've been knocked back on that many many times. Yeah. But I think as the evidence, like, what, stands, what would that mini budget do? Do you think? Because what what we we got the excise cut off the petrol and diesel. Now, admittedly, that's all been swallowed up again, and and that is soaring in price, and that is pulling everything else up in price. Mary Lou, what would a what would a, a mini budget be able to do for the soaring price of fuel? Well, well, firstly, just bear in mind that um, there is still more that the the government can do in respect of excise and and fuel, and that would be one item we believe that should be. So, do you think there should be another cut? We had the cut. Are you calling for another cut? Yes, absolutely. We have said that. We've said that repeatedly. And by the way, we strongly made the case at the time when energy costs were soaring that it made absolutely no sense to impose further taxes and further charges on energy. And yet the government went ahead with that, with their carbon tax increase on the 1st of May. And by the way, they envisage another of those hikes mm. come the autumn time. That's but, but their argument would be crazy. that we have no choice. We'll be very heavily fined by the European Union if we don't impose that. Well, that that's not true. We, we have no choice in terms of confronting the climate crisis um, dealing with with the challenges that 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 presents to us as a society, but it is not true to say that they would be fined heavily. In fact, this this carbon tax, um, we made the argument very strongly, particularly in terms of home heating oil, where the government have done nothing, zilch, mm. to assist people. That it was just crazy, absolutely mm. crazy, to heap more pressure uh, on people at these times. And no, they would not be fined for mm. doing that. That's Mind not you, Spain true. is in trouble already. But I kind of think Spain will says well, we're putting our people first. Spain have cut the vat and they've cut this and they've cut that, and they're talking about budget yeah, and, adjustments. And look, Mm. Yeah, some some European jurisdictions have been more forceful in their dealings with, with the European Commission. Look, That's, you have uh, to deal with the European Commission. We're not yeah. looking for anything kind of disorderly, but just remember... Sure, but it, should, it we, should we, for example... like what? a year. Yeah. It took us a year to convince the government, to make the government actually raise the issue of that at yeah. all with the European Commission. Yeah. An extraordinary situation. Like if you were in a position to do it tomorrow... Uh, Mary Lou MacDonald, would you be inclined to say, look, do you know what? We're looking after our people and we'll take the flack from the EU later if it comes. Is that a stance that should be taken? Like, that seems to be. If you look at it anyway, my Spanish isn't good enough to read their newspapers, but that seems to be what they're doing. Spain have said, you know what? We're going to protect our people and we'll deal with the EU later. 
What well, look, is, is that? Is that, is that first, an approach you take? Well, I, I believe the first duty of any government is to protect their population. And when you're in a cost of living crisis, when people are being frankly ripped off left, right and centre and struggling to keep the light on and to keep the kids fed and clothed and all, all of the, the things that will face people at back to school time, the priority has to be uh, our people. But, but just bear this in mind, we are not unique in facing the cost of living crisis. No. This is a reality across the continent. So here in Ireland, the problem we have is not so much that a, a, a government that's saying, well, to hell with the EU, we're going to look after our population. We have to agitate for a year to even force them to raise the issue of that. And I actually happen to think that when you deal with institutions at any level and when a government is determined and reasonable and has a plan, that nine times out of ten, you will get a reasonable and a rational response to that. But a government that's out of ideas, that sits on its hands, that's very, very slow to act, mm. uh, is not the answer. The, the fuel piece is... Well, their defence is that they will tell you, and, you know, Pascal who says it every chance he has, and Michael McGrath has said it on this programme, that they're spending, or have already committed to spend, several billion. Yeah. They, they will say that, and they will they will use... You know, these these big figures and state the, the kind of how much the state has spent. Um, but 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 let me tell you, um, that is a cold comfort oh, yeah. to an elderly person in, in Cork who in the winter time or the autumn might feel forced to stay in bed uh, all day because they can't heat their home, home or yeah. families that will heat one room or you, you know all of the stories as yeah. well as I do. But am I hearing you saying we that we need to stand up to the EU and, and protect our people? Is that what I am hearing you saying? I, I'm saying that we need to stand up and protect our people and that means that it should a government that is standing up and protecting their people, it should not have taken a year for them to start the conversation about a VAT reduction. Mm. That's crazy. Don't blame that on the EU. That falls at the feet of government. I mean, another thing that that, that we believe needs to be uh, provided for um, is a refundable tax credit for renters. We've said for a long time, I've, in fact, I think I've had this conversation with yourself yeah. on this programme, that rents are eye-watering. I mean, just uh, crazy in the city, in Cork, in Dublin, but but in right across the island now. And what we need is a cut in rents. Mm. And we have made this case consistently to government. They can do it by means of a refundable tax credit that should be done that would have the effect of putting a month's rent back in people's pockets. Yeah. And Owner Ray Child explained that, 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 that concept to me in, in depth the last yeah. time he was on the opinion line. Just let me move on to one or two other things. You, you mentioned okay. that you're travelling around quite a lot and, and the end of COVID is, is an opportunity or the, or the fact that COVID is in the rearview mirror, shall we say, uh, for most of us anyway, is an opportunity to do that. But the, 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 the political cynic in me suggests that you're doing it partly because you're on an election footing. Are you? Well, we've just come out of an election in the north, uh, as you know, and because we're a national uh, party, I, I sometimes feel we're, we're never not on uh, an election footing. Obviously, we want uh, a change of government. Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael come the, come the winter, come December, we'll look to simply do a switch 
where one man will move out and the other will move in. They'll they'll swap roles as Taoiseach. We believe that the, what we need is not a change of Taoiseach. We actually need a change of mm. government. I, I believe that very firmly. Do you think there's so a prospect of an election before or shortly after that? Um, I, I don't know is the honest answer. What I do know is that, uh, as I feared during the last election and after it, that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, for all of the rhetoric together, would simply continue with the same old same and that we would face not just the same problems that we had uh, and that we spoke about during the 2020 election, but that, in fact, those problems would deepen. And I'm very sorry to say, I'm very frustrated at the fact that that uh, is is exactly what happened, and particularly in respect of housing, where mm. we have those of us that are elected to the doll have, I suppose, a, a ringside seat to just observe this government making the same mistakes all over mm. again. And meanwhile, supply is not increasing, rents are soaring, mm. um, and now a, a whole generation still looks on in despair and wonders yeah. Will they ever have the opportunity to buy their own home or uh, will they ever be in a position to even just meet their rent without sleepless nights? And and, I guess if and and when the the election campaign comes, that will be really top of the agenda, that and and the cost of living and other other things. I I absolutely believe so. You don't, like, the the election isn't due, as it were, until May of 2025. Do you think they'll get there? Um, I, I sadly do not possess a crystal ball, um, but let me. No, but you possess a lot, a lot of very sharp eyed observers in that party of yours, <laughs> maybe Lou. Yes, um, I, I don't think that the, the, the current government are keen to have an election. Let me put it to you that way. Um, I believe that um, they know as, as, as well as we do that um, a, a huge section now of the Irish population is frankly fed up. Uh, and tired of a politics that has failed them in the most basic ways. I'm not talking about highfalutin things. I'm talking about the ability to put a roof over your head, to put food in your belly, to have a decent standard of living. And I think increasingly, and I know because I meet people when I'm out and about, there is a growing appetite to to give others, to give us a chance to demonstrate that things can be done differently. Mm. I believe that the next election will be about precisely that, the choice of the same old same or giving uh, giving others, giving Sinn Féin a chance to be part of government, mm. to lead the country uh, in a direction well, that's that's absolutely responsive to people. Well, on the, on the opinion polls... Election will be, uh, when the, that election will be, yeah. to be honest with you, is... At this stage, uh, a moot point. What I can tell you is... You don't have a slip in Paddy Powers' life. As soon as possible. You don't have a slip, (laughs) no. No. Lastly, lastly, to come back to the North uh, briefly, and and as we know, and we're very parochial down here, is there a chance anytime soon, Mary Lou, that a certain Cork woman will actually be First Minister up there? Is it going to happen? Or is is this... Are we going to be dancing around this for the next six months? Well, I, I dearly hope that uh, Cork has uh, its first first minister. And I knew I said to Michelle, actually, in the aftermath of that election, I said that for watch now when when Cork, the rebels now will claim you, clutch you to their to, to their. She was born here. Of course, would claim her. Cork's ninety six FM. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.